I think I woke up this morning about 5.20. (laughs) Why do I say about 5.20 when I know that I looked over at my alarm clock or whatever and and it said 5.20 on there. So um, I I, want to know the significance of that. But uh, I think since 5.20 is what I'm telling you is that I think I've been preaching. I've been preaching since 520 this morning. I was laying there going through my mind, you know, about faith and about faith and a little bit more about faith. So I guess I'm going to preach today on, come on, everybody, faith. We're going to talk a little bit about faith. I want to say this because faith is going to bring us to a place where we are more than enough. Because if without faith... How are you going to believe that you're more than enough? Without faith, how are you going to believe that God is who he says he is and will do what he says he's going to do? So I want you to know that there's a lot of, a lot of words out there, a lot of prophetic words, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff that, that we're going to be in a real difficult time ahead. And, and I, I appreciate that. And, and some of that that, you know, you just need to, within your heart, you need to know where God's at in the middle of this. We know that from a natural standpoint too. When he said something about a 401k going up or losing money and, and all this other stuff, um, it's, it's really sickening. It's, it's, it really makes me sick to my stomach. So whether we go through some difficult times, and there are going to be some difficult times ahead. How many of you know in order to, to do things, you may have to tighten your belt a little bit. Does, does anybody know what I'm talking about when I say tighten your belt? Some of the younger kids are like, I don't even know what that means. That, that, that means that sometimes you don't have any room. You know, you just got to tighten your belt. You got you, you to gotta, you gotta get up and, 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 and begin to start stepping forward in some things that are there. I want you always to remember that if by faith, faith will overcome fear. Some of this stuff, I know you know. But maybe you haven't heard, or today you're going to hear it in a different way. Faith is going to overcome fear. Come on, say that with me. Faith is going to overcome fear. I don't know about you, but I know there's times where, you know, that we may step into a situation and we're fearful. We're not afraid. There's times where I'm afraid, but I just do it afraid. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You remember, I think and remember when being a young parent. We didn't know what to do. It was like, we, we, but we did it even though we were afraid. We were afraid the baby was going to break or, you know, something like that. You know, and you're not sure how to handle this, this newborn baby and, and this child. And, and we just do it even though we're fearful in what we do. But faith has to be a common denominator. Faith is so important that you will not enter in or be saved without it. Faith, I've heard the acronym FEAR, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. It's it's not real, it's it's fake. Faith is just the opposite. Faith is something that when we begin to operate in it, when we begin to understand it, when we begin to step into that faith, there, there is a... The, the Greek word is pistis that we talked about, pistis. And there is a root for that. Do you ever read in the Bible and it says, believe 
or it says faith. That word believe usually is pistayo, and it is, it, it is a root word of the word faith. So a lot of times when you see the word believe, it's faith. Do you believe? Do you have faith? That Greek word is confidence. Say it with me. Confidence. It's confidence. It also means trust. Do you trust God? Well, we'll trust him. I see Pastor Virginia trusting him with certain things in her life, and I don't know if I can trust him yet with that. I see other people trusting God in certain areas of their life, and, 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 and it's like they, they trust him. They just trust him. But then in other areas, I don't trust him. Am I the only one that sometimes wavers sometimes in my confidence of God or my trust of God? And a lot of times I, I question it, but I shouldn't really question it. But I do question it. And don't you think God's big enough to worry about whether I question it or not? He's big enough, I should say, to take care of whether I question it or not. So we begin to start thinking about faith. And, and I thought about some different scriptures of faith. And we could go through, and there are hundreds of scriptures about faith. But faith is... Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. How many of you can live in America without money? How many of you know the U.S. dollar is the currency of the United States? You go to other countries, there's different currency. European, Euro, we, we, I go to uh, Ivory Coast, it's CIFA, is, is the, the, the franc is another one. You look at Mexican pesos, right? Chinese rubies or, or um, gosh, I think there's another word. Yen. Yes. So, so there's, different, there's different currencies for different places that you are. But faith overcomes all of that. Faith is the currency in the kingdom. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Without faith, we struggle. Without faith, we don't have really what God wants us to have. Without faith, we can't walk in and overcome and be what God wants us to be without faith. Does anybody understand what I'm trying to say today? That faith is so important. It is such an important thing. That we're going to go through opportunities. We're going to go through difficulties. You're going to go through things that are going to challenge your faith. And I'm not prophesying to you today that there's some things coming down the road. But I'm here to tell you, you can look at the economy. And you can look at the way things are going. And you can look at the battles between different areas and different states and different people. And, and, and everybody seeming to be wanting their own way. And you've got to know that we're into some difficult times. That we've got to have faith because it's going to be faith. So I just want to share a few scriptures. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, but I'm, I'm going to get there in just a minute. But Hebrews 12, 2, while you're turning to Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews 12, 2, it says Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. I'm not going to put any scriptures up here for you today. I'm going to let you... I'm going to let you find them yourself on your own Bible and phone or whatever that you've got there in front of you. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Do you remember the scripture that says Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega? Anybody know what that means? The beginning and the end. The first and the last. He is the finisher of our faith. He's the author of our faith. 
So has anybody ever read the book of faith that Jesus wrote? <laughs> They're like, what? I didn't know Jesus wrote a book. <laughs> But it, you know, he, wrote, he wrote the Bible. He, he wrote the Bible. It was inspired. What Christ did, the, the, the God inspired, the Holy Spirit inspired uh, the, the disciples to write down what they went through. And they had scribes to be able to write these things out. And they began to see Jesus. And, and the Bible says he is the author and the finisher of our faith. A couple other scriptures before we get to Hebrews 11. Romans 10 9 and 10, or 8, 9 and 10, it says, what does it say? The word is near you. The word is in your mouth. It's in your heart. It's the word of faith that we are proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and justified, and it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Mark eleven twenty three and 24, he says, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore I say to you, all these things which you pray and ask, believe that you receive them and it will be granted to you. That word believe is still a word of faith. Hebrews 10, verse 38 says, The righteous shall what? Live by faith. And we've been talking about the righteous being living, living by faith. Hebrews 11, are, are we exempt from, from difficulty in our lives? Do we get an exemption pass? Do we get a, you're a Christian, you get to go through without going through difficulty? You get to go through without dealing with pain. You get to go through, you get a pass, you just get a pass. No, we, we don't get that. And a lot of times um, there may be some, some teaching out there that you may think that that's the case, but unfortunately that is not the case. But everything that we go through, good or bad, is going to help develop our faith if you'll let it. If you will let it. God gives us a free will. He's not going to make Doug do anything. Not going to make you do it. He's going to give you options. You got the word of God in you. You begin to walk by that word of God. You live by that word of God. You operate in faith. There's, a, there's bad things happen to good people. Everybody, anybody read that book? There was a book years ago that was out that people would read. Why, why, why bad things happen to good people. Well, how many of you know good things happen to bad people too? You know, it kind of works both ways. But when we talk about faith and faith being the foundation and faith being that, we've got to stand on that faith. Because when things get difficult, when things get hard, even when things are good, you, a lot of times we don't even need faith. Remember, faith is confidence and trust in God. Confidence and trust in God. So we begin to, when, we, when things are good, a lot of times we don't have to worry too much about that. But when things get bad is when the enemy wants to, us to question faith. So I just want to read through a couple of things and then I want to I share a few thoughts that I, that, that I felt like that the Lord wants me to put together and, and give to you today. Uh, how many of you know Hebrews chapter 11 is a faith chapter? It talks about a lot of different faiths. So let me just, let me go into it. If, you, if you've got it... 
Um, it's the triumph of faith, Hebrews chapter 11. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen, the proof of things that haven't been seen yet. The, 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 it's the endurance of things that haven't been seen. For by it, men of old gained approval. By faith, we understand that the words were prepared by the word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. I mean, it's one thing if I make something and take this and this and this and this and I make something out of it and you see those visible things. But it's another thing when, when you don't see anything that's visible and then God makes something out of it. That faith, that confidence and that trust in God. Confidence and trust. I want us to think about that along these lines. So by faith, verse 4, by faith Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain. We always talk about Abel's sacrifice. We always talk about Cain's sacrifice. That he didn't give God the best. He didn't da-da-da-da-da-da. But this scripture basically says Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain. Why? Because of faith. He goes on and he obtained the testimony and that he was righteous God testifying about his gifts. And through faith, though he is dead, it still speaks. By faith, Enoch. And I'm just encouraging you, if you don't know about Abel, and you don't know about Enoch, you don't know about Noah or Abraham or Sarah or any of them that are in here, begin to start reading the word of God and, and those names will pop up to you. And you'll begin to hear about their testimonies and their stories. By faith, Enoch was taken up that he didn't see death. That is so cool. That is so cool. I mean, did you know that there was somebody else that was taken up that didn't experience death? Anybody else know who that was? Anybody else? Elijah. Taken up in a fire on a mountainside. Are you with me? It was like, he didn't die. Enoch. He didn't die. You know what I mean? I... I'm just saying, if I go and y'all come in one Sunday and I'm not here, I'm hoping I'm just gone. <laughs> or one Sunday during the middle of my faith message, I'm out of here. So I'm just saying, just, you know, it's like that would be pretty cool. Then, and it would be special. And my wife is like, no, no, we don't, we don't want that. Staying. Staying. And without faith, verse 6. Well, let's go back to verse 5. It says, he, he found what God took him up, and he obtained the witness that before him his being taken up was pleasing to God. Verse 6. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he is who becomes, excuse me, for he who, be, who comes to God must believe that he is the rewarder of those that seek him. You've got to have faith. There is nobody here today, nobody, that doesn't want to please God. You, we want to please God. And sometimes we don't know if it pleases God. You know what I mean? What pleases God? We understand, we hear about it in the Word of God. Verse 7, by faith Noah. Everybody know Noah? We, a lot of us know Noah, right? Being warned by God about the things not yet seen in reference, prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Everybody say faith. 
By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Anybody ever done anything like that by faith? God just, you got up in the morning and God says, go to this place. Anybody? God's got some of you that, and, and you just were obedient? Okay. And you saw what God did later on or kind of why he said to be at that place? That, that's by faith. I had a friend of mine when we went to Africa the first time, went to the Ivory Coast, um, Scott Keir is, and, and Pastor Scott and I, we, we, we were in the room together and, and, um, and when we were in Paris and we got to talking and Scott was like, um, the testimony that he had, he said, he said, he said, Eric, he said, I was in an airport somewhere. I can't remember where it was, Atlanta, somewhere like that. He said, I was in the airport and I'm walking along and God says, I want you to go into that bar and I want you to order a glass of wine. Okay, so I'm with Scott, right? And I'm thinking the same thing you guys are thinking. I'm with Scott, and Scott says, Eric, I don't drink. I don't drink. I've not drank. I've never drank anything that dropped in my life. And God says, go into the bar and order a glass of wine. So Scott says, okay, Lord. So he goes into the bar, and he orders a glass of wine, and he's sitting there with this glass of wine, and he's kind of like, okay, God. This guy comes up and sits next to him, orders this drink, and he starts talking to him. And it comes out that this guy is there to have this drink, and when he gets on the plane to go home, he's killing himself. Scott ministers to him. He weeps cries at the bar. Scott leads him to, to Christ. But he leads him to a place where he's not going to go home and commit suicide. Somebody say faith. I was like, I said, what about the wine? Did you drink that? And he, was like, <laughs> he said, no, no, I, I don't drink wine. He said, I don't drink at all. <laughs> But yet he was obedient to do what God wanted to do. And, and, and a lot of times we, we question that. But by faith, we need to be able to please God. I, I thought about when Abraham was, he just up and left. By faith. God said, I've done this. I have... Same way with some of you guys. You know, I felt like that the Lord has said to do this. Or the Lord has said to give them money. Or the Lord has said to do this for them. Or the Lord has said, I mean, I've had the Lord say, don't give them any money. We were praying for somebody years ago. And you know, how many, you know, many of you know that sometimes somebody can come to you and you can meet their need financially. Okay? And there was one time we were praying, and I was like, God, I want to meet this person's need. God, I want to meet this person's need. And we were praying for them and counseling with them, visiting with them. And it was like the Lord was like, no. And I'm like, get behind me, Satan. It had to have been Satan. There ain't no way that God's going to say, don't do it. Unless God had somebody else for that. And that's sometimes how we've got to be able to figure that out. So by faith, I was like, okay, I didn't offer to take care of the need. 
What happened is after we got done, we prayed for them, they were done. The following week, they came back to church, and, and they came up to me, and guess what they told me? God met their need. Woo, hallelujah. It just it gives me goosebumps. I mean, you know, it makes my liver shiver. It's just like, it's like, I mean, I mean when, you know, when, when, when something like that happens, and I was like, God, that is so cool. I wish you'd tell me no on some other stuff. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> But, but being able to do that, how many of you know it was hard for me by faith to say no? Because I want to be able to do that. I want to do that. And the Lord was really teaching me about Him being their, their, their Savior and not me. Him being their provider and not me. So we, we were able to see that. So let's look at some more faith. Can we go ahead and look at a little bit more faith? Verse 9. By faith, He was talking about he was talking about Abraham. He lived as an alien in the land of promise and as a foreigner in the land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for a city which has foundations who architect, architect and builder is God. Can I tell you something? I'm looking for that city. It's not here. It's not going to be here. But I still am looking for it. I don't want to get there too soon. I don't want to get there too late. Come on, somebody. But I want, I'm looking for that. In verse 11, he says, by faith. Everybody say, by faith. By faith, Sarah herself received the ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of her life since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, there was born even of one man and him as good as dead. He's talking about his, within his physical body um, being able to produce a child and that many descendants and they are the stars of the heaven in number and innumerable as a, sa as a sand by which is of the seashore. Verse 13, and all these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For those who say such things make it clear that they're seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have, have had the opportunity, opportunity to return. Verse 16, for as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Verse 17, by faith. Everybody say, by faith. Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, who had received the promise, was offering up his only begotten son, as if he who had done it in Isaac, in your descendant, you shall be called he considered that God is able to raise people even from the dead from which he also received him back as a type. This is all type and shadow of Jesus Christ. As you begin to look at it and you read the Bible and then you start knowing what, a little bit more about what Jesus did, it was a type and shadow. I mean, come on, by faith. I mean, some of us would have said, I don't think so. God, I want you to go. Build an, bless you. I want you to go build an, an offering. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. You're going to go and you're going to make a sacrifice. And you, I'm not going to tell you who you're going to sacrifice. Nah, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't, Abraham is like, it's Isaac. When it was Isaac and he had to put him on the altar, how many of you know, I don't think I could do that. 
I might have been able to put him on the altar, and I don't know, because, you know, the way God spoke to Abraham, it might have been, yes, Lord. You know, we talk about, we'll do this and we'll do that. I mean, I had some people like, you wait till God, I see God, I'm going to tell him one thing. I mean, you ain't going to tell him nothing. Because the presence of God is going to wipe you out. You'll be slain in the spirit, laid out like this. You know what I mean? You're going to tell him something. You're going to tell him nothing. <laughs> right? You're going to tell him nothing. I mean, the power of God. I mean, can you imagine what it must have been like? And it might have been that way for Abraham. But I'm looking at it in the natural. And from my understanding, it's like, I, don't, I, I, I might have put Isaac on there, but I don't think I would have raised up to, 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 to kill him. And that's what he was going to do. He was going to offer him a sacrifice. Everybody say, by faith. This guy had faith. Abraham had faith. God told him to go somewhere else, and he, he got up, and he went, and he did what God had told him to do. And a lot of times people nowadays, if they feel like they're doing what God wants them to do, and sometimes it can be really different, you know what I mean, or unusual to the culture, he took him, and he said, look, Isaac, come and get the wood. You know, you're going to carry this. We're going to go up, and we're going to sacrifice to the Lord by faith, and God is going to take care of this by faith. One of the things that I know he knew is that God was going to take care of this situation by faith. Was it giving Isaac? And could he have sacrificed Isaac and then God raised him from the dead? Sound like Jesus? Raise, he would have raised him from the dead. Or he would have, he kept looking for a ram in the bush. He kept looking for, there had to have been something else. And a lot of us don't realize the actual faith that these men and women of God had. I mean, they just, they just were operating in faith. They were operating in the confidence. They were operating in the assurance. They were operating in the trust of God. Have we lost that some in the church today? Have we lost it some in our lives today? Have we lost way? We just operate by faith. I mean, I remember years ago, people were like, what about this and what about that? Or this president or this president? I said, look, God was here before that president, and he's going to be here after that president. And that's many presidents ago. And I'm here to tell you, God's here before this president, and he'll be here after this president. Because my faith is not in a president. Oh, come on, somebody. They may shut me down on Facebook, but my faith is not in a government, this government. My faith is in the kingdom of God and the government of the kingdom of God. And that's my faith. That's my currency. That's what I'm using. I'm saying, look, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get over this pain, this hurt, or this fear, but I'm here to tell you, faith is going to trump that. So you got a trump card. My daughter is an amazing spades player. If you ever play spades, don't play with her. She'll whoop your hiney. Because I taught her. But think about this. Sometimes we worry about today. Or we worry about tomorrow. Or we have anxiety of the future. Or we're struggling with the past. Come on, somebody. 
We're dealing with those situations when God says, look, right here, right now, you got faith for today. You can walk through today. You can rise up today. You can overcome today. You are more than enough today. And I've got to take it, and I've got to take it by faith because it's not coming from my mother-in-law. It's not coming from my wife. It's not coming from you guys. It's got to come from Jesus Christ who is the faith of God that which I have, and it's on him that I've built my house, and it's going to stand by faith when the winds come and the storms blow and the tornadoes and earthquakes shake the earth and the hurricanes come through. I'm here to tell you I'm standing by faith because it is the currency of the kingdom of God and that's what I'm standing on. Hallelujah. And you know what? These people weren't broke. They were standing by faith. I don't know how much money they had or didn't have. We know Abraham had a bunch and Sarah had a bunch and Isaac and Jacob and, well, most of them all had a bunch. But we know by faith, everybody say by faith. Let me get back to this. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau regarding the things to come. By faith, Jacob, and he was dying, blessed each of his sons and, and of Joseph, and he worshiped leaning on his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the exodus of the sons of Israel, and he gave orders concerning his bones. Here's where I want you to bury me. Here's where I want to be taken. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden with three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. The king said, kill all the boys. And <laughs> Moses' mama said, nope. Going to put him in here, send him up river. And guess what? By faith, she did that. And guess who ended up raising Moses? His mama. You read the Bible, his mama ended up raising Moses. Goes on, to, goes on by verse 27. By faith he left Egypt and not fearing the wrath of the king and he endured as seeing him who is unseen. By faith he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that he who would destroy the firstborn would not touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as they were passing through on dry land and the Egyptians and they attempted and they were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith Rahab the harlot what? Rahab the harlot, she didn't perish. I mean, Rahab was so cool. She put this red rope out of there. She said, they said, look, we're going to come in. We're going to, I mean, Israelite, how many of you know the Israelites had a reputation? If they were camped in Visai from here and you heard that, you in trouble. Because they will come and they will, they will take they will do what God had called them to do at that time within the word of God. By faith in Rahab, who was a harlot, a prostitute, whatever you want me to say. And they went in there and she hid them. And not only did she hit them, by faith, they left and she said, you know, they said, look, we're going to come in and, and uh, Jericho is going to be uh, destroyed. Or uh, as, as the walls fall down. Her house was built in the wall. Some of you may not realize that. It wasn't like this house sitting over here across the street independent of itself. It was built in the wall. So when the walls of Jericho fell down, guess what happened to her north wall? It was going to come down too. So she puts this red scarlet by faith. 
They said, look, if you put this red rope or this red rope out of the window, we'll pass by you. She put it out by faith. They walked around the walls of Jericho. You know, we, we, sell, we, we tell in, in a Sunday school and stuff like that, and your know, children's church and stuff like that, that all the walls of Jericho fell down. Technically, they didn't. Because the wall that was holding up Rahab's house didn't fall. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine Rahab going, this whole, this whole city is wiped out except for my house. It's got to go, boys. Let's go. <laughs> so, so they saved her by faith. Come on, somebody. I'm going to hold this. I'm going I'm to let you look at this. I want you guys to begin to read over this because I want you to know that as I started t- thinking about faith and I was preaching to faith this morning, I've been preaching this message. I kept thinking about Hebrews 11:6, and it says without faith, it's impossible to please God. But not only they feel like you feel like the impossibility to please God, but he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Some people are like, well, you just serve God because you think he'll give you something. No. But the Bible says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you need peace, who should we be seeking? Let me ask again. If you need peace, who should you be seeking? Should do, do, do we seek the drug? Do we seek the alcohol? Do we seek the, the acceptance? Do we seek the f- notoriety on social media? I mean, these, we need to be seeking Jesus. Jesus is the answer. I still got my license plates going on my front of my car. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Sometimes we're, 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 we're trying to seek this out or seek that out or, or this or that or the other things, and I'm here to tell you that Jesus is the answer. Now, these are Old Testament people of faith, but the whole idea was that as they've walked through difficulty in their life, as they've done some things in their life, that, they, that, that no matter what's taken place, they were people of faith. I got a couple messages that I preach during a funeral about families that are families of faith. Because when Jesus saw Peter and Peter had, had, had how many of you know he had messed up? He had messed up. Jesus is like, hey, this, this rooster's going to crow, what, three times or whatever, twice. Or, and, and, and you're going you're, you're gonna to deny him. You have denied me. Like, no, Lord, I ain't denying you. <laughs> Wrong answer. When if it was a stage, it would have been a trap door. Pff, he would have been gone. Are you with me? And then when it happened, he knew it. He knew it. And Jesus looked at Peter. And he said, the enemy has asked to sift you as wheat. But my prayer for you is that your faith doesn't fail you. He never condemned Peter. He never religiously said, well, you know, Pete, you know, you kind of made a mistake. You needed to repent for what you did. Never said that to him. I know Peter repented, don't you? You could tell by his actions. Even if he didn't say it verbally, or we don't know that he said it. He may have said it verbally, but his actions showed that he was repentance of what had taken place. 
as he wept. But when Jesus looked at him and he said, my, my prayer for you is that your faith will not fail you. My prayer for you is that your faith will not fail you. My prayer for you is that your faith will not fail you. My prayer for you is that your faith will not fail you. Melissa, your faith will not fail you. Rachel, your faith will not. Maria, the, Maria the, your faith will not fail you. Your faith will not fail you. Your faith will. When things get difficult and things are not good and when things are hard or the storm blows, whether it's a, 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 an actual physical storm itself, that your faith will not fail you. By grace you have been saved through faith. It's not from yourselves. It's a gift from God. Not by works or what. Nobody can boast about it. We must ask in faith without doubting. James 1, 6 and 7. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For the man who ought not expect that he would receive anything from the Lord. Ouch! If the Lord says, if I waver here and here... If it says in James that if I'm going to waver and I'm going to waver and I'm going to waver based on my emotions or what we were talking about last week, mental assent and not a heart, I'm not going to ask and get anything from God. So it obviously means that we can ask and get something from God. Because the opposite is you're not going to be able to ask and get anything from God. I was like, ouch, that hurts. Do I, wait a minute, let me just rip that out. <laughs> can't do that it goes on because there's examples of faith and the infusion of faith and I wrote down a couple things about Moses parting the Red Sea faith rose up in Moses faith rose up in him I'm here to tell you today I can see a church not just this church body but the church itself rising up. Rising up in faith in the middle of it. Joshua, after Moses had died and, and it was time for him to take the Israelites. What a big job to take them into the, the promised land. Something happened to Joshua. Faith rose up in him. Anybody know the story I'm talking about? Faith rose up in him. Faith rose up in him. How about Daniel when he was put into the lion's den? Let's get down to where some of the stuff that you may know. Daniel, when he was put into the lion's den, faith rose up in him. Oh, come on, somebody. There was faith that rose up in him. And he was, they were just they were, they were going to put him in the lion's den, and the lions eat people. They're hungry lions. These weren't lions that were well-fed. In fact, they might have been like some skinny cows you see around sometimes where the cows real, cows real skinny and, you know, they're ready for somebody to come and bring some food and get something to eat that, that, that they were there. What about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Come on, somebody say faith. Now, God is ready for this faith to rise up within you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they, they uh, went against the king's edict. Uh-oh. And the king told him, I hope your God will save you. You know what they told him? Well, king, even if he don't, we still ain't doing that. If he doesn't save me, if he doesn't get me out of that fiery furnace, it ain't going to matter. Because we're not bowing down to you, 
Nebuchadnezzar. We're not bowing down to you. There's things that the enemy wants us to bow down to, and I'm here to tell you the church is beginning to rise up in faith. Oh, come on. Are you hearing me? The church is beginning to rise up. The church is beginning to rise up. Well, you don't know what happened. Years ago, I went through a divorce. I'm here to tell you, God will cover that with the blood of Jesus and the church. It's time for the church to begin to rise up. Well, you don't understand. I was in jail many years ago and I got a felony. I'm here to tell you, God ain't looking at your felony. He's saying you begin to rise up. You look at Abraham. You look at Moses. You look at a lot of them that had done some stuff that we today would go, eh, that's not good. But yet, by faith, they began to rise up. And I can feel it coming this morning. There is a tidal wave of the faith of God that's being released in the earth. That people are going to begin to rise up. People are going to rise up. And they're going to say, wait a minute. I went through this pain and hurt and agony. But that's not what I'm defined by. I'm defined by standing on the faith. And Jesus Christ is my Lord of Lords and King of Kings. I'm going to begin to rise up over that pain. Rise up over that busted broke spirit that tries to come upon me I'm going to rise up on that thing and I'm going to be everything that God wants me to be by faith in Jesus name hallelujah come on somebody give the Lord a shout of praise today Whoo! I think I'm fired up I'm telling you I, in my dream I was just beginning my message was just starting can y'all hang out for the next three hours? I know you've missed football games and everything else, but, you know, basketball games and baseball games and all this. I'm just messing with you guys. But it's by faith. Everybody say by faith. It's by faith. It's by faith. How do you overcome an addiction? It's by faith. It's by faith in Christ. I've watched people overcome, try to overcome stuff without Christ. It ain't working. It's not working. Once in a while, it'll work for a while. But without Christ, it seems to come back. How do you overcome the pain that's deep within your soul? By faith. By faith in Him. How do I overcome situations and circumstances in my life? Right now, we know that this morning there were some things that got broken off. Anybody get something broken off? I wrote down, David took down Goliath by faith. I could preach, who's your Goliath? What's in front of you? What is this situation? You know, David was anointed to be king, but he wasn't king yet. You may have been anointed to be certain things that you've not gotten there yet, but by faith you're going to get there. Oh no, you didn't hear what I said. By faith you're going to get there. By faith you're going to be able to rise up. By faith, you're going to be able to be an overcomer. By faith, you're going to be a conqueror. By faith, you're the one that's going to say, wait a minute, he may have knocked me down, but I'm getting back up. I'm preaching to you this morning because it's by faith that you were an energizer bunny. You took a licking and you keep on ticking. Are you at a Timex watch? You took a licking and you keep on ticking. I guess the energizer bunny was keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. He is talking about you because it's time for you to rise up. It's time for you to stand up. It's time for you to take that step. It's time for you to say, you know what? I am going to do this. I am going to be a good parent or grandparent. I am going to be uh, everything that God's called me to be. I am going to be a godly young man, and I'm going to rise up and be what God's called me to be because it's about faith, and it's about our confidence and trust in Jesus Christ. 
Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet today. Everybody say faith. Come on, everybody say faith. Come on, say it's about faith. It's about faith today. It's about, and I'm going to get you all razzed up. I'm going to get you all fired up. And you're going to go out of here and the devil going to be sitting on your hood. Or you're going to have a flat tire. Or you're going to be up against some things today. But I'm here to tell you that faith is going to rise up in you. And you're going to say, not today, devil. Not today. Today I'm walking in as a son, a child of the Most High God. And I am going to overcome. And I am going to walk through the fire. And you're going to get out. And I'm going to get out. And you're going to have to smell me, sister. Smell me after the fire that I, that I, you can't even smell the smoke on us because I'm rising up in faith. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hand to the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Just begin to thank Him. Just begin to thank Him. Thank Him for courage. You're going to need courage. I'm declaring courage over you. Yes, when, when we, the word that came forth this morning that you were, you were more than enough. You were more than enough. That, that, that you are. And there's courage that's going to be there. That you're going to begin to step out in courage. You're going to have the courage to overcome. You're going to have the courage to say no. And you're going to have the courage to say yes. You're going to have the courage to bind. You're going to have the courage to loose. There are some things that are taking place that you're going to be able to stand up and be who God's called you to be. Right now, you're going to have that courage. Father, I thank you that that courage will, 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 uh, will be released into faith and they're going to have the confidence and trust that you are with them. Jesus has faith in God's word says he will never leave you nor forsake you. He's with you. He's with you, children of God. He's with you, men and women of God. He is with you. 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 And because he's with you, all things are possible because of the faith of God, the currency in the kingdom of heaven, because you can begin to rise up and God is pleased. And as he's pleased with us, you know, he doesn't give us gifts just because he's like, oh, good job. Let me just, you know, give you this here. But he'll bring you peace where you need to have it. He'll bring you strength where you need to have it. He'll bring you opportunity that are coming your way. And just begin to receive that. Just begin to believe that and begin to receive that, that these things are coming, that things are going to be broken off. I don't want you to be the same as you were when you came in this place. I want you to go out. I want you to go out with a mustard seed faith. We'll talk about that next week. I want you to go out with that mustard seed of faith that said this thing's going to grow. We're putting water on that thing. We're putting some miracle grow on that that thing we're putting the word to that thing and when you put word to that thing that faith begins to grow it's growing it's growing it's growing it's growing it's growing right now in Jesus name say I believe and I receive my faith is growing in Jesus name and give him a hand clap of praise hallelujah invite somebody to come with you next week if you need prayer today we want to pray with you if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let us pray with you. If you want to rededicate your life or you just need prayer over something, let us pray with you. God bless you. We send you forth in his power and his might by faith in Jesus' name. God bless you. Have an amazing day today.